Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. turned up to face our kids but they had to travel back to the Midlands with just the one point and the two footballs welcome to Charlton Live Very good evening to you and welcome to this evening's Charlton Live, coming to you live from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me here in SC7 to look back at yesterday's uh, thrilling 2-2 draw uh, with the championship leaders, West Bromwich Albion. Uh, Pack studio, over on my right-hand side, we've got Valley Pass commentator Terry Smith. How you doing, Terry? Evening, all good, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you had to, had to battle your way through the South Eastern Railway Network to get here today. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's, yeah. it's unusual, but uh, no, I don't, yeah. I don't. Lovely journey, thank you. Yeah, it's just nice, nice to let you mix with the general public, really, isn't it? <laughs> And uh, yes. also here, yes. the banning order. They didn't, yeah. obviously haven't found out yet. Yeah. Also here, a chauffeur. <laughs> also here, the man who's welcome anytime he brings a mushroom and goat's cheese risotto is uh, our in-house chef, Mark Newbury. How do you, Mark? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Yeah, very that well. was absolutely delicious. That was, and uh, so much so that I also ate Terry's one as well. <laughs> uh, very pleased with that. Yeah, both. Yeah, and uh, on my left-hand side, Mr. Nathan Muller hasn't bought anything for us. 
Just my presence, mate. That was more, my more positivity. Yeah. No jam this week. Everyone will be happy to hear. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, good. Good day yesterday. Yeah. Happy yeah. buzzing. Yeah, excellent. Well, good to have you all in the studio. Right, so like I say, on tonight's show, we're going to look back at that great game uh, with West Bromwich Albion yesterday. Superb 2-2 draw. We'll hear the highlights in a few moments' time. Um, we'll hear from Lee Bayer afterwards as well. Came to speak to Terry. Also got an update uh, from... Lee Bowyer yesterday on his contract situation, so it'd be interesting to hear what you had to say uh, about that as well. Right, we want you guys to get involved as well. Let us know uh, who stood out for you yesterday in the game, what you made of the performance overall, what you're making of the Lee Bowyer contract situation as well. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, you can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on this evening's show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, this evening. So, Terry, just before we hear the highlights... Uh, it was an enthralling game and uh, a, a well-deserved point. And don't forget that we're still rolling out the kids, so even better. It's, I mean, the point was the least we deserved, I thought. Uh, in fact, when, I, when they took the lead, I thought it was a little bit against the run of play. Um, and a mistake of our own making, uh, as we tend to tend to do quite a bit, unfortunately, uh, to shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, as we did, as because we, we didn't come out for the second half uh, again, and that's happened uh, a few times before. But it's just the character of the place uh, and the side, that, uh, especially at the moment. The crowd were buzzing, uh, didn't uh, didn't let their heads drop. The crowd, uh, same as the players, and to, to battle back into it, Josh Davison, who was uh, who was causing their sent two centre half grief all game, absolutely outstanding performance. Prattley, as well, just didn't stop. So um, yeah, it was a good day all in all. What with uh, what with everything going on in the background and the, and the crowd coming back uh, and the players putting in a shift like that, yeah. It, so there's there's no negatives. Mm, no, it was, it was a really exciting game as well. It was blood and thunder yesterday, Mark. And I sort of made a joke uh, yesterday that I mean, if you want to go and watch silky football and and that, I don't think the valley was exactly the place for it yesterday. But but the the heart from from both sides really a really physical contest and one of those ones that you go away re- really pleased with, with with your afternoon's entertainment. Yeah, I think so. And it was I mean it's pleasing to see. I thought the crowd were fantastic, and I, I thought the players responded to that. Um, like Terry said, you know, didn't let them drop. You know, after the goal went in, you know, the volume increased. So once we equalised, I mean, their their fans just went quiet. You know, too busy playing with their balls. Well, <laughs> whatever whatever the, the, they like to do when they leave the house. Nathan, uh, talking of which, um, uh, talk, to, uh, great, great, great yeah, to I'm see. Fine. Great, great for ten seconds to see uh, Tom Lockyer get his first goal for the club. Yeah, I mean, it's I not feel, his goal, is it? No, I feel sorry for him, but I, I'm with Bose on that. I think it's crazy how he doesn't get yeah. it, but. Um, in, I don't make the rules up, but um, yes, I think you it's good. Do, shouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> well, I think no, it was a good day. You see, nice to see Johnny and Jake back, get some minutes. Yeah, and Tom Hart, obviously. Um, but yeah, I agree with Tell. I think Josh, Josh put a shifting yesterday. He was he bullied semi Jay because he was old Charlton, wasn't he? Semi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good day, and I, and it was the disappointing thing for me was the second goal, which what thirty seven seconds or something stupid. And I genuinely, but before the game, I was quite optimistic, and I thought if they didn't score that. That first, that, that second goal. I thought we at half time. I thought we was going to win the game. Mm, I, I really we did, were, especially if we could board, you know, Williams on with twenty yeah. minutes ago. If that was still one one, I would have fancied oh, that's a big time there. Uh, we did have a chance to win it, didn't we? That Andre Green ball into the middle. Uh, but anyway, let's have a listen to the highlights then from Valley Pass. Your commentators over on Valley Pass yesterday were, of course, Greg Stubbly and Terry Smith. Looking for options, given to him short by Sawyers, who has to go back to his keeper, <clears throat> just on the edge of his six-yard box. Johnson, and it's uh, Gallagher. 
Oh, he's put the ball straight to Conor Gallagher. Can he take the shot? He does. Oh, oh just wide right at the post. The goal opened up chance. for him. It was the ball that the try is a mistake. That's West Brom tried to play it out of defence. Charlton with a three-man push and almost paid dividends for the first Great goal. Up. To the touchline, gets the ball in the box. It's a header to the left, saved by Dylan Phillips. The whore, it, it was probably hit in the post. Dylan Phillips taking no chances, tips it away for the corner. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it might have even been creeping wide, but Phillips is not going to take any chances backwards. By Pereira to Lockyer again, is forced backwards on. It's a hospital ball, and he's gone straight to Zahor. Zahor into the penalty area. Oshelaja comes to block it. That's a great block. The second one in. Twenty-one and a half minutes. West Brom have the lead, and Charlton gifted it to them. Yeah, I spoke about the early balls into the channel. That's one that should have gone early. But Lockyer was closed down by Zahor. He went to go back to the goalkeeper. Zahor did well the challenge. Ran through the first challenge from Oscar Larger was superb, and he's really unlucky the way it deflected back to Zahor, who just touched it in a near post. Really unlucky there, Oscar Larger. That's, you know, that's the problem when Charlton just trying to play out from the back you don't have the midfield to do it unfortunately you don't have Josh Cullen and, and um, Sam Field coming short for the ball so you're, you're ultimately putting yourself under a little bit of pressure and Lockyer was unlucky in the end he tried to go back but Zahor did well to close him down but it's a disappointing goal for Charlton to concede Charlton with the corner. he watches the ball uh, be thrown in the corner when we were and back take it short Charlton Gallagher swings it in towards the far post Sarr jumps cross Davison Josh Davison's first Charlton goal. What a story. Man signed from Enfield Town in the summer. Someone who signed for the under-21 squad because the under-21 team didn't have a striker. Given his opportunity with this Charlton team, it gets his first Charlton goal. That is a hell of a score. Now, Prattley, lovely ball inside towards Davison. Davison always heavy first touch, and he can't find Green. That was an opportunity for Charlton. Yeah, it was. As there's two players off the ground, Lockyer and Robson Cardu. The referee's playing on with two Charlton players out of the game. And West Brom are through. Comes towards Pereira. Inside the penalty area. Pereira shoots, deflects off Matthews, and out of play for a corner. What the hell is that? Three Charlton players surrounding Robson Cardu on the floor. What on earth is that? And Charlton is sense with the referee who played on. How can you allow a player to hold two of your players down on the floor and still allow the game to go on? There is the half-time whistle. Charlton have bowed from a goal down to be level at half-time. Up by two Charlton players. Comes to the right to Sawyers. Further right to Phillips. Phillips are looking to take on Doughty. Ball towards the near post. It's a chance. It's a goal. After 30 seconds in the second half, West Brom have got themselves back ahead Robson Carnu got the first touch I think it then deflected off Naby Sarr into the roof of the net pretty sure that's an own goal <clears throat> it's a drilled ball across really difficult to defend avoided Carnu I think 
Although he might have got the slice of touches, but the last one looked like it came off Naby Sarr. have got another opportunity of a free kick. Conor Gallagher and Alfred Doughty over this. And pass it short. Gallagher inside. Reverse ball to Doughty in the pounds here. Doughty goes oh. goals. Saved by Johnston. I think he got a little touch towards near post. Doughty should have gone back across goal, you imagine. Yeah. The shot at the corner. Quite a few players in red shirts saying exactly that. Doughty with Williams ahead of him. Swings the ball into the penalty area. Phil goes, Lockyer with it. Oh, it's in! Yeah! Oh, what a header that is! Oh, Tom Lockyer! Grabs the equaliser for Chowan! And is it his first goal for the club? Yes, it is! And what a time to get it! Chowan back on level terms. What a leap! What a leap from the Chowan centre-half. Lovely little dink cross from Doughty towards the far post. And what a header from Lockyer. Free one, but he jumped. And the power was too much for Johnson, who initially thought he kept it out. Against the post, but into the back of the net at Charlton level. Matthews into the edge of the box. Townsend's there. Saw with an out. What a challenge! What a tackle! What a challenge! Naby Superb from Naby Saw. That's as good as a goal. Going straight through to the keeper, and there's the final whistle. An outstanding performance from Charlton to come back on two occasions. So there we go. What a great game that was yesterday. The highlights uh, from Valley Pass of the 2-2 draw with West uh, Bromwich Albion here uh, at the Valley. Um, you know, start of a new era, Tell, with the, the, the new ownership now in place. The first league game since Matt South won the ESI lot have come in. You see the fans... Uh, coming back, it wasn't even a highest. It wasn't our highest attendance of the season, but there was certainly a, a feel-good factor around the place. Um, the atmosphere was brilliant, and we were we were served a really entertaining, engaging game of football. Yeah, it was. I mean, apart from me calling Davis and Ben Dempsey, uh, it was it was cracking. Over Someone football. had to ruin yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cracking over football, and and Charm fans have responded. Um, Matt South, the last um, you know, fans to come back to show that uh, this is a new era, uh, and there were plenty of. Um, Evidence. There's plenty of evidence on Twitter and social media t- to show that fans who had been staying away uh, did come back. Mm. Um, so, be very interested to know what uh, the crowd would have been had uh, had that not been the case. But it doesn't matter really, I suppose, because uh, you know it wasn't a full house necessarily. That'll come. Mm. You know, it, uh, of course, results on the pitch may affect it. But I think if the feel good factors back, we we seem that uh, you know at least uh, we got our, ident- our identity back as a club uh, behind the scenes and and on the pitch. So, whereas. You know, in the last six, well, certainly the last two or three years, we've had we've had identity on the pitch back with Lee Bowyer, John Jackson, and, and everybody behind the scenes, Gallon, etc. Um, we just haven't had uh, the whole package, and it, you know, now at least it looks like we have. And uh, I think, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 weird, isn't it? It's it's I, I still I still am pinching myself a little mm. bit to, uh, to to take it all in. Yeah, and obviously one one thing that's never really changed here at the Valley Mark is we've always had young players coming through the academy, or at least. Via the academy, like like Josh Davison, of course, started off at, at Peterborough, ended up at Enfield after a, a, a bit of a tour around non-league clubs, uh, ended up coming into our academy and and got given his chance in in the first team, and and so great to see him get his first goal yesterday. I think perhaps deserved for the the hard work he's put in over the last few games. Yes, Swansea away, West Brom in the cup last week when he when he hit the crossbar, uh, and now he finally gets gets that goal that he's been after. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought he looked good yesterday. First 10 minutes, I think he was fine on his feet. But then he realised he could sort of like push them back. Mm. And they didn't know what to do with that. I mean, they, they expected him just to sort of like shrivel up. But he, he grew into the game. And I think by the end of it, by the time he went off, I think he'd owned both of them. I was going to say, you say he found his feet. It looked like he stole Semi Ajayi's because, I mean, he was <laughs> he was ruining him. You know, he's, he's a big old unit, Semi, but... Clearly doesn't like playing against Cholton, the club he started his career at in terms of academy football, because he give, give us that penalty up at the Hawthorns. And I mean, Josh Davison was just pushing him off the ball with ease, it seems, and making him, you know, forcing him into errors, which you wouldn't expect to see from a, a centre-back at, at, at the team that's sitting at the top of the championship. Yeah, I think with him, if I, if I remember rightly, he got a yellow quite early in the game after about mm. 10 minutes. So I think that's in his head, that he can't go in as hard and make a mistake, otherwise he'll be off. So, But I mean, that's not giving an excuse. I still think... Um, he did but the well. yellow card came from yeah. the fact that um, Josh Davidson just gave him a hard time and turned him and was was in the air, he was in the penalty area. He'd have been away if he hadn't pulled him mm, down. Yeah. So he had to t- take one for the team. Yeah. And the goal, the goal itself, um, it was a great, great crossover to the the far post. Nabby's headed back into the middle, Nathan uh, Davison. It's sort of, sort of one of those instinct reaction ones that you're going to get from a finisher. If you know, maybe a young player, if he's if he's sent through one on one, it's going to be in his head. Oh, there's a lot of pressure here. But when it's just just come to him like that, his natural instinct is just to stick it in the back of the net. Yeah, I think if, obviously to be a be a poacher or whatever you like, you've got to be in and around that box. Um, I think Bo said that he was supposed to be a, wasn't supposed to be in that position or something, didn't he? But yeah, luckily he chose to ignore that, and then he was in the right position. But yeah, agree with Tell. I think that the shifts he's put in over the last couple of games it definitely deserves something. Um, you can tell he's very raw, but yeah, I mean he was he gave him a hard time yesterday, and I was delighted for him just for all that hard work. Mm. That he's put in, especially I think the Swansea put a big shift in as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'm delighted for him. Yeah, and and it was extra satisfying, tell as, as you mentioned uh, in the commentary, the West Brom fans had, had kept the ball just before the corner, um, which is unusual. Now we see the West Brom player scoops it into the crowd, and Nate Nath reckons he, he that's a tactic that the West Brom have used before to slow down the taking of quick corners. Yeah, so they've done it before, so they do it so um, to slow down quick corners. <clears throat> which makes sense, but it's still unsporting behaviour. So I was just mm, saying to tell fair. If you do that in a, on a free kick, you stand in front of the ball and you get booted, nine times that's to get booked. Yeah, so whether or not the ref didn't see it, yeah, but it's a bit muggy not, though, isn't it? Yeah. It is a bit muggy. Fair but right. it does. It was just funny afterwards because <laughs> there were some gestures flying on around uh, me that was happening, which is quite funny to be fair. I'm from Terry, so we talked about it. I think, there were, I think there, we were saying we were keeping th- it under wraps. There were one or two... Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> There were several gestures uh, uh, coming heading, from the general vicinity, head, of heading Terry towards Seed. the Jimmy Seed stand. I, I didn't, I didn't spot them all. Obviously, <laughs> it's hard to see your own hands, isn't it, when they're above your head? Uh, but that, yeah, that was particularly satisfying. And you know, I, I felt probably fair to, to be going yeah. in one all at half time. Uh, you know, if we'd gone in behind, having fallen behind to that goal from Zahore that had. a element of fortune about it but at the same time very much of our own making with Tom Lockyer giving the ball away it would have been disappointing to have been behind at half time because we could see we were sort of we were certainly up for a battle in that game and making it very difficult for West Bromwich Albion yeah I mean Dylan made one fantastic save one handed from um, a header but they hadn't really had you know tested us very much they, you know it was very much a blood and guts in midfield but we we weren't out of it by any by any means. I mean, it was interesting to sort of like to see how much effort we were putting in going forward. And I thought um, Andre Green looked good mm. on the wing. Um, someone said he's like um, a finished version of Leco. So yeah, yeah. you know, and it'll be interesting to see when we get our sort of like recognised strikers back if he's still playing out on that left hand side. We know it's going to be a phenomenally fast forward line we've got. 
So, no, it would look good. And like I say, it was, it was a fair result going in at half-time, one each. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have to talk about the, the goals we conceded, and we mm. still concede a lot of <coughs> sloppy goals, unfortunately, Nathan. Yep. You know, I, I mentioned that that, that mistake from, from Tom Lockyer. He's got the ball uh, inside his own half. He's decided to try and turn back inside. And that as soon as, soon as you've done that, you put yourself on the back foot um, and, and you're open for the ball being stolen off you. Yeah, I mean, we were talking off air about it, and Tell made a good point. It might be that... You know, trying to play might be his house been drilled in by Bose and Jacko or whatever but for me I think sometimes there's times where you try and play and times where you just mm. think you know what I've just got to play the percentage ball here and just it could be Rosette Daddy done it enough times just there but I don't think it was meant but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's sometimes you've just got to get rid of it just even if you just go right I'll put one over the top try and turn them around and see what happens which I think what Lockie should have done but he sort of cut back on his weaker foot when he's under severe pressure and he's just put himself under a bit of pressure, yeah. and then they've done. They've done it. it was, I just think that could have been avoided. But I'll be, I'll be. I don't want to pick on him too much. Mm. It's, know, it's something that Bo talked about at the start of the season, actually, about how we need to make sure we keep possession of the ball because if you're always giving mm. it away with the long balls, then you're you're going to be tired trying to win it back. But at the same time, as you say, I mean, there's, there's too many times recently. Our Swansea away was a, a a good example as well, where we had a free kick within our own half. We overplayed it, gave the ball away, and eventually it led to to Jan Dander's goal. So it's about trying to find that that right balance because. For, for all the positives that there are uh, in some of the performances over the last few weeks, we, we aren't picking up as many points as we are because we do give away soft goals. Yeah, it does seem to be, um, I know, I, uh, no, that's right, I mentioned it earlier, I think. We've got a way of playing, and we're not the only team. If you, I, I mentioned to you before, look at Bournemouth today. They were doing exactly the same thing, and it was almost like, this is how we have to play. I can't kick it into the stands because otherwise I'll get a, get a, a rollick in. So um, it's... Uh, the high pressing game is, is is something that all teams do now as well, which is probably explains all the injuries. And so you can't have it's almost like you can't have both. If if the team's pressing you, you've got to get rid. You, you know, it's it's lovely if it works, uh, and sometimes even when it does work, it's risky. And you think, you know, literally the striker was half a foot away from the interception. So it's a risky game. But it is. It does seem to be the way we will play, regardless. Mm. I think with like the pressing. So on the the pressing thing, is the way that West Brom was pressing us. The way that the reason Lockie had to felt he had to come back in is because when you when you get pressed against, the only way that you get through it is your positions of your other players. So, but when Lockie had it, the right back was no, it was gone. So he had no, he had no one else to like pass to inside or out wide. So he, the only pass he did have was to come back on his left foot or literally get rid. So I think that was I think that was probably why he's tried to come back inside, but you could sort of probably try and pinpoint something someone should be at an angle or whatever. But that's the only way you're gonna get rid of a press. Sometimes you do have to go and beat the press to go over. But he didn't too he wanted to keep the ball and made the mistake, but yeah. he redeemed himself out, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we're, well, according to the, yeah, uh, no, according, according yes, to the record yeah, books, he hasn't touched. Shocking, shocking. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I felt bad for Deji there because he was a brilliant block on the, on the first shot from Zahore. Um, Dylan unable to get to the second one, probably probably still setting himself on the first shot. Terry, did, did you have a, a view on that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's always disappointing for a goalkeeper, I think, to get, to get beat at the near post. <clears throat> and so um, he'll probably be beating himself up about it. Mm. because uh, if you, When you've gone for the first shot and you've died, yeah, there's a bit of that, and I get that. I, I see that in the warm-ups. He's always doing that, getting up for the second ball. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's he's not good at it. But unfortunately, how many of us yeah. once uh, when De- when Deji came across and, and made that block, mm. uh, a phenomenal block. I mean, it just was superb. How many times would that have gone straight back to yeah. Zor's feet? I mean, how many? Almost none. And it goes straight back to his toes. He couldn't believe his luck, and he just mm. slapped it in. So yeah, I mean, there, there are. Um, 
you know, there are circumstances which which didn't mm. didn't go in our favour. Yeah, Zahore scored twice in front of the covered end in two weeks, which is more than some Charlton strikers have done in their <laughs> entire career. Uh, so, it's, you know, so we got back into it with, with Davison. Um, bizarre incident with Tom Lockyer and Hal Robson Carney. Uh, towards the end of the first half, where I don't even know how it started, but basically how Robson Carno appeared to be challenged by Lockyer. He's then held on to him. Uh, the play's gone on. What, that's what I couldn't understand, because from where I was sitting, it's quite clear that Lockyer was being held down by Robson Carno, our central defender being held out position, would leave enough of a gap if it wasn't for the other one trying to get involved as well, with <laughs> Deji coming running out. Uh, and uh, I think it was Pereira was allowed to go through. Now, I, I, that, whole, that whole situation was just bizarre, and I, can't, I still can't understand why the referee didn't stop well, there's, it. There's two issues for me. I mean, and I actually started uh, a couple of months before that. I don't know if you remember, they, they, they had a little get coming together. Um, sort of on the halfway line about uh, two or three minutes before that and having a little ding, dig at each other. So I think it started a little bit earlier. Uh, and when um, Carnu backed into Lockyer and I ended up, he ended up on the floor, Lockyer ended up on top of him. And you're right, he just held him down. Now, if the referee thinks that's a foul to West Brom, so I'm playing on, that's fair enough, up to a point. If he thinks that's a, fair, uh, that's a 50-50, so I'm playing on, there's two players out of position, that's fair enough because both, uh, both teams have got one down. The fact that we had Deji there as well trying to split it up means it's irreg- irrespective of the fact that it might be a West Brom free kick or it might actually be 50-50. There are three players out of, out of the equation. Two of them are the team trying to defend. You've got to blow up. you just got to, haven't you? You can't let that carry on. I guess on. in Deji's case, it was self-inflicted. A little bit, <laughs> granted. But he yeah. was trying to... I mean, maybe he you know, he obviously thought perhaps they were going to come to blows. So he's actually trying to uh, pull them apart, which is the referee's job. Mm. So he should be stopping the game and doing his, doing his job. Yeah, very strange situation. So anyway, we've got back into it at, at half-time. You start start the second half, we're thinking, right, here we go. Third home game in a row, the, the start of the second period, we've conceded within, what, a minute, a, mi- a minute or two? I, I don't understand what's going on there. Eventually, it was... This is a weird one because this one has been awarded to Hal robson Carney because I think the argument is his shot was on target before being deflected in. Uh, we'll talk about the Tom Lockyer one in a minute. But um, I don't know why they seem to fall asleep at the start of the second half, Mark. No, it was, it's, again, it's, it's, it's painful. You think yourself, what, do, should they send them out five minutes earlier to, to get their heads ready? Or they still sort of like they had, they had a big half-time snack? I don't oh, know. You know it's, ghost cheese you know, and mushroom risotto. Um, <laughs> um, and it, I think because it, it started off down the left, came across, and I think did Deji slip, and he didn't fail to cut the ball out going across. And then, like I say, it's hit Carnu, but it's hit Nabs and taking it over Phillips' arm. So in theory, I'd say it was an own goal, because I think if Nabby hadn't hit it, I think Phillips would have saved it. Mm. So it's... But like I say, about being caught cold, it's it's... It's just difficult because you you don't understand why because you surely you should be switched on as soon as the referee blows that whistle, you know switch on. Where's the ball going? Mm. So and like I say because it's happened three times now, and you're like, well, there must be something and something else behind it. Yeah. So, but it's as to what, who knows? Mm. Well, at least uh, this time, you know, we, we have options on the bench now that. The injury list is ever so slightly getting shorter with the likes of uh, Tamir Hemed, Johnny Williams, of course, on the bench. We're able to bring the two of them on and, of course, Jake Forster-Kasky start to apply a little bit of, of her own pressure, but it's still it's a set-piece goal that gets us back into the game, taken short to, to Alfie. Uh, lofted up for, for Tom Locker and he sets it up for the keeper to, to bag his first goal of the season. Yeah, here's a goal. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Here's his goal. I don't care what anyone says. It is his goal. It's just crazy. Mm. Like, 
like that the rule is what is if it's on target so so are they saying that Lockheed's was on, off target was going over and or going so, wide so, so the problem is that he's, uh, he's actually saved it onto the post yeah, so, so my understanding so the difference between uh, yeah. and this is this is awful but this is a fact the difference between how Robson Carlin's goal is his shot was on target when Naby uh, touched it it's still on target so as far as they're concerned it's that's a deflection when the keeper's saved Tom Lockyer's header, he's pushed it onto the post. So if the keeper then was out the way, I mean, mm. it's, it's not necessarily going in. It's, it's, mm. pro- it's probably going to go along the line, maybe hit the other side of the post or come out. So but that's like, why the, the movement away from the goal has started and then the keeper's headed it in. So then what happens, So I don't, just so I know, so if let's say Lockie's, Lockie's headed it, the keeper's saved and it goes out for a corner, will that be classed as a shot on target? Yeah. So that's what I mean, don't understand. Yeah. So that's a goal then, it's his on target. Well, no. So just because he's tried to attempt, just because the goalie had, saved it, like every goalie's going to try and um, save a goal, isn't he? Had, the, let... had the keeper saved it and it gone in directly, yeah. Oh, is it because it's come off the post? Had he fumbled it over the line well, and it didn't need an extra right. touch to go in, but because it's come off the post yeah. and it, right, okay, yeah. fine, fair it's enough. It's harsh though. I still disagree. We're still giving it the time. I'm looking forward to you all get to read the exact wording that Tom used when I asked him about it in in the morning tomorrow morning. But he he seems to think. There's some someone's got a problem with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up, but you know, great, great yeah. celebrations, and and Tom was the one who wanted to get mm. that header uh, more so than anyone else. Yeah, no, it was a great, it was a great tower header, and it was nice to, um, like I say, he sort of redeemed himself a little bit. I don't know if he was dwelling or not, he probably wasn't, but it was nice to see him score because I think he's been a good player for us, and this season he's been ever present. Um, and yeah, it was a good celebration down in a, down in just just to the, just in front of me. So. Um, yeah, it was really nice, nice to see him go, and it was, and that's what I mean. It was just coming out of the game, like I said earlier. It's just, it's just. I honestly thought we was going to win that game yesterday mm. at half time, and then when they did, when they scored the second, I thought, you know, maybe Johnny come on, maybe we let's nick a draw, and then we got the. We got the equaliser, and I thought, you know what, well, we might nick this here. Mm. Um, we nearly did. Andre yeah, Green, I mean, that run exactly. down the right hand side, uh, he played it in towards it. Uh, Prattley was sort of on on the penalty spot. I think, uh, I mean, the defenders got there first. I, I mean, Darren was knackered by the end of that game. I don't know if you could tell the last <laughs> the last ten minutes. He was absolutely blowing. There was a couple of times in the added time we had to chase back. And you could see he was he was struggling, but I mean he, he put in such a shift. But it, it would have been such a good moment if he was able to top that one off with, with a winning goal. Oh, wouldn't it just? There was a great tweet after the game. He said, uh, "Darren Prattley doesn't go doesn't need to go for a rest. He needs to go for an oil change. The man's a machine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was uh, he was absolutely superb. So really excited. It was quite nerve wracking last few minutes just because you felt there was another goal in it. Uh, and with West Brom's quality, they they were always uh, going going to have uh, a chance. I mean, I talked about Johnny Williams coming back. Tell. What a lift that was when he came on, and, and Tom Ahmed to to a lesser extent because of what he's done before. But I thought he played quite well. I did wonder yesterday. actually, as, as I'm uh, as I'm commentating, you know, the, the, they run down the line uh, before uh, before coming on mm. just to warm up and just to stretch their limbs. Uh, of course, so they all ran towards the covered end, uh, and to a man, they all just started singing the Johnny Williams. Mm. Uh, mm. The others, the others warming up, and I think. Well, and and there was a couple of times when uh, there was there was three subs warming up, and I was looking like. Oh, there's Tom Ahmed. Oh, that's the other one. Oh, is that Tom Ahmed? I literally didn't know which one was in. <laughs> I don't even got a song for him anyway. Yeah, we? but um, I mean, well, Tom I thought actually looked a bit yeah, lively yesterday. He looked, I, I, he looked a bit. A he yard. looks fitter than he did yeah, when he, he first yeah, appeared. He a lot of weight. Yeah, a yard quicker than he was. But John, Johnny coming on, uh, he 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 could be a real Philip now for the for the for the next few games, Mark, because he he has that ability to drive us forward with the ball, which perhaps we don't have 
in too many other members of the squad. No, it was good. I mean, and it was it was taken out with quite a nasty looking tackle, and, and I thought to myself I was going to see Tom Walling come running down on the pitch and, <laughs> and give a guy who did it a slap. But it was is because oh, every time things like that happen, you're like, oh, not again, not again. Don't yeah. get up, you know. Don't get the physio on. Is he okay? But you're right. It was a real kind of like boost to see him on the bench and let's, Jake as well because I didn't expect him to see his name there. So see him there. And when he came on, you're thinking, first of all, I thought, well, I couldn't understand the subs to begin with. But then Jake's actually, well, he can look after himself. He's a good pass of a ball and he's not afraid to, you know, put put a, put a boot in and he's good at a tackle. So, but, you know, right, the boost that Johnny Williams gives us and when he's fully fit and if he's starting, I mean, as an impact sub, it's terrific. Mm. So, and even Hemet, like, I agree with the boys. You know, he looked looked sharper. He put, he's put himself around. He, he jumped well. He's obviously sort of like worked on. They've worked on his fitness before they've got him back, so it's 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 positive signs. Yeah, especially. I mean, I felt like the way we were ending that game with with those three extra senior players that come onto the pitch just for the, just for the first time in a while, it felt a little bit like it's sort of easing off now. I mean, there's still there's still lots of problems, but it's great to see. You know, Josh Cullen was here yesterday. Sam Field was here yesterday. Uh, I wonder who he was cheering. Actually, that must have been a bit weird for him. But you know, these players are going to start coming back in the next few weeks as well. All of a sudden, there is light at the end of the tunnel where it hasn't been before. Yeah, of course. I think um, obviously the main one is when Josh gets back up for me. Uh, I think he's, is he training this week, basically? Yeah, he started, started training last week, didn't he? Um, so he, he, probably, he may mm. even be in with a shout at Preston. I have to find mm. out a bit more. But but I mean, yeah, I mean, when Johnny come on, you could you could sense not even with the crowds, like Terry was saying, when he was cheering when he was warming up, he provides a lift. But even you, when he comes on, the players look like they've believe a little bit more because I think sometimes we get a bit predictable when we haven't got if Connor doesn't you know if nothing goes through Connor that much we do we do look quite one dimensional sometimes but when Johnny comes on you know that he can go into areas and provide something out of nothing and I thought he did that yesterday um, so yeah I think with, the sooner we get the Joshes back and that they will feel like new signings and I think it would just be a massive lift and mm. then I think the confidence will come back a little bit. Not, I, I not, think the, the, the important thing with that is that mm. it relieves the pressure off someone like Conor Gallagher, of who's, who's a person who needs uh, a rest uh, as yeah, well. Definitely, well, uh, might even replace Conor Gallagher for a little bit, but mm. um, because we're we're relying so much on Conor Gallagher, it's his first, first senior season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I man. think I think he, he he maybe yeah, like you say, could probably do with a couple of games. Yeah, you know, not not playing full ninety minutes certainly mm. just to. Get a little bit of energy back. Uh, I'm just looking at the other youngsters. I mean, Alfie Doughty, we know all about Ben Dempsey. We're seeing a bit more now of Mark. What, what have you made of him? Um, I thought Alfie had a good game. I thought he linked up with Johnny well. Ben, um, it, not spectacular. Nothing silly. I mean, he passes the ball well. Clean passing. Um, I don't know if, if that's his natural position. I don't really know enough about yeah. him. I, don't, I think it is. I, so, yeah. I, th- but, I think the only thing I'd say with Ben is it's just, just still a bit lightweight, isn't he? So it yeah. gets, gets pushed off the ball a little bit. Yeah. A little so bit it's, it's one of those players that, we know that who who would have been out you know, on loan somewhere else learning his trade. Dulwich, wasn't he? Yeah. In the season. So, you can see he's a good player, though, can't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's, it's early for him, for us yeah. in that team. But he, he, didn't let him, he didn't let us down. He didn't let the team down. So it was good to see. And again, another one off the um, production production line as it were yeah it's incredible really the amount of young players we've been able to bring through right so we're going to hear from Lee Bayer in a few seconds time uh, don't forget we want to hear from you guys as well you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on this evening's show um, interesting to know what you made of yesterday's performance also what you want to 
what you make of uh, what Lee Bayer says about his contract yesterday. It's not really an update, but it's interesting that he explained the sort of things he'll be looking for in the negotiation. I'm going to play that for you after we hear uh, Terry's interview with Lee Bayer as well. So, of course, the Addicts boss, uh, after the 2-2 draw with uh, West Bromwich Albion yesterday, came in to speak to Terry uh, and was pleased with the way his side uh, came from behind twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just shows the, the character and the togetherness, the fight that, that that the lads have. You know, that's I've installed that into them from from the minute I've walked through the door. So, uh, and the good thing is, the a lot of them are young, and they just keep going and going. And and I have to say that that's with the fans. The fans played a massive part again today. Some of the players were off their feet at the end. And the fans just keep singing and singing. I just said in there, like, do you go to any other state grounds and your team go behind and they start singing their hearts out? Well, I've not been to many. But as do. That's what they do. They get behind the players. And, and, and the way the clubs come together in a short space of time, it's really, it's really, I feel really proud, you know. Um, it's a big achievement for me. So... Yeah, we've had some great times, but seeing the way that now nah, the stadium's filling up and they don't stop singing, and even when you go behind, they they appreciate that the effort that the players are putting in. They know they're not silly. They know the difficult situation we're in. They know that we've got lots of people out, like, but they're like, "Come on, let's just get behind them." And and, and it's great to hear. Like, I love hearing it. You know, I'm thinking, "Go on, go on." Like, <laughs> I love it. So. And it's a reaction to not just uh, what what people perceive and fans perceive as a new era uh, for the club, but uh, as you said, the the effort and the, and the commitment out on the pitch uh, by by young lads that uh, that just give their all. And Josh Davison getting his uh, getting his goal mm. today is, is just rewards for an outstanding performance from the young man. Yeah, the, the one thing he give you is honesty and fight, and, and he just keeps going and going and backing in and fighting for every ball. And he wins balls that he shouldn't even win against proper proper players proper men he was playing at Enfield like a few months ago and now he's scoring against West Brom like what are they top I think they're top now aren't they uh, with the point I think yeah because Leeds lost yeah Leeds lost so they, against a team that's top of the championship he's just gone and scored against wow what, what, what a turnaround how, how quickly things can change he deserves it he, he deserves it he's he's worked great in his effort he, he, you can't fault him at all I think if you ask a, a giant Bartley uh, even at this point of the season, who's the toughest <laughs> toughest player they've played against this season? I, I suspect Josh Davison's name will be up there. Yeah, because he just don't give in, he don't quit, and that's a, a great trait to have. Even if you're not the best gifted, uh, if you're not the best gifted player, if you can just do that and you don't quit, you, you, you're going to do well in the game. So he's, he done really well today, and he should be proud. I know things don't always pan out as easily as, 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 as some people describe it, and as I'm likely to now. But you know, we've gone toe to toe with West Brom on three occasions, uh, and in the last two, playing uh, players that, uh, in normal circumstances, probably wouldn't be anywhere near the first team, and and given even in the game we lost, have given them a real run for their money. A team that almost certainly will go back up into the Premier. League. Yeah, they'll go up. They'll, they'll go up with Leeds, um, Brentford. Are, I think will probably be the third side. So with that in mind, uh, bearing in mind the side we've had to put out today, even even though the signs are good, the players coming back, it must uh, make uh, 
Well, it certainly makes the fans look and think. Well, when we've got a full side, when when you're bringing extra players in, this uh, this this is going to go. This potentially yeah. could go uh, could go ballistic. Yeah, because we 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 need some help at the moment. You, you can see that um, the the players are tight. Like that that run of games that they've just had over the Christmas period was crazy. And there are other teams they could prop, chop and change and bring five in, and we ain't been able to do that. So uh, they, they, some of them need a break. So we do need some help, and hopefully we get that soon because we need to freshen things up a bit, you know, and, and competition for places. And you'd be amazed what that does if you're bringing a few bodies through the door. Then all of a sudden people are like, hold on, that's my position. Like you, you come in from our position, and then you, you they step up a little bit more, you know. That's that's the game. You got to keep pushing and pushing. I can push them and I will keep pushing them but then if they see a new face walk through the door and it's not not even in a bad way they think do you know what you're going to help us go further so that's that's the most important thing that the club keeps moving forward and it'll also allow you to rest players that in normal circumstances you wouldn't be playing quite so regularly as you, yeah. as you are at a minute yeah practically practically one but I thought he was outstanding today outstanding to control them young lads that are around him as well and guide them through the game that's what he done Outstanding. I thought. I thought he was excellent. Are we? Uh, I mean, we've got a week now, which is uh, which is unusual in itself. We'll be able to have a week off in between in between games. Um, have you got? Uh, are you hoping to get somebody through the door uh, in the next week, or is it more? Yeah, yeah. Weeks? Well, I wanted. Uh, we, obviously, we brought Andre Green in in the uh, first day, but we want more. We want the squad to be as strong as we possibly can. At the moment, we've got a lad that was playing at Enfield as our main striker, like. We need some help at, at the moment, you know, and uh, but the chairman he recognises that. But the sooner we get the players in, the better. Is it a question of uh, you've got so much, uh, not just on, on a transfer situation, but contracts as well, existing contracts? So much to do in a fairly short space of time. It's trying to get it all in. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much going on at the moment. So uh, I don't know why two o'clock in the morning seems to be a, a time <laughs> that I keep seeing a lot at the moment. So. Um, yeah, but that's my job, and that's our job, and we've got to just keep trying to push and, and, and improve the place, and that's myself on the pitch, and, and obviously the, the chairman off the pitch. Like we, we have to work together and, and to improve it. That's that's what our jobs are, you know. So that's that's hopefully we, the, the sooner the better that we can get a couple in, because like I said, just freshen things up and just give us that bit of edge and. The fans will be like, yes, here we go. You know, like everything. Like, it just gives everybody a lift. Even the players, even though there might be competition, they're like, yeah, come on in. Like, you could come off the bench and score a goal for us. You could start and make, you know, like it just gives everybody a lift. So, Well, as, uh, as fans, um, I can tell you that uh, the last few weeks, performance wise, have given the, the fans a lift. Obviously, what's happening now behind the scenes has given the fans a lift, and today we'll have done it again. So, uh, well done and congratulations on that, and hopefully, uh, more lifts are to come. Uh, and a good night's sleep by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Dreamland! Charlotte have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here on Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live! I've just proved I've just proven to everyone in the studio that I now know. All of that off by heart. Lyrics. Okay. Yeah, I sing, sing along. I wake, it's, like I, it's like I was there. I wake up in the middle of the night screaming out those words. Uh, oh, my <laughs> word. You absolute German beauty. Dreamland. We've done it, Tell. Uh, lovely stuff. That was Lee Bayer speaking to We've Done It, Tell. I Amy's pleased about that. Yeah, after, after yesterday's uh, uh, impressive 2-2 draw uh, with West Bromwich Albion. So proud of his team after the, the, the shift they're putting in for him uh, with everything going against them in terms of injuries and, and whatnot over the course of the, the last few months now uh, we, we have to say we're going to hear from him on these contract situations soon as well because obviously I think that was probably one of the the biggest story to come out of yesterday as well uh, alongside the the game because people are eager to make sure that we get this man signed up and uh, as soon as possible yeah I didn't directly ask it because I thought well we were told we were told that uh, he was going from here mm. to actually sit and go up to upstairs to the chairman and, and his agent so I assumed that uh, there'd been no discussions until mm. afterwards, so that, that's why I didn't really ask specifically yeah. about it, although I was hoping to draw him in with the contract discussion yeah. when I mentioned contracts, but um, uh, he wanted to get out and away and back up to, to the mm. to the boardroom to discuss those very yeah. things. But, oh, so let's, oh, let's get that, that bit of audio lined up now then. So he, the, the way the story went this week was very interesting. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, Matt Southall did his first interview as chairman with the club itself. So obviously, it's a, a, a it's not exactly Jeremy Paxman or Ollie's job, is it? He's there. He's there to just find out a little bit about. Uh, the club and he, and, and Bayer's contract was mentioned and at that point Matt of course said uh, he'd hoped to get that sorted by the end uh, well, you know, after the, the, the transfer window in February uh, Bayer then came out to the SLP and, and gave quotes saying he wants it done this weekend because his agent was here uh, at the Valley Matt then comes out in the press conference on Thursday where there's a few more Jeremy Paxmans in the crowd and uh, he said actually we're gonna, we've offered him something this morning uh, and it's a five year contract so of course um, it was before uh, he had a chance to speak to his agent, uh, according to Lee Bayer. But I was, I, I was just, you know, after some sort of update. So I asked him in the uh, press conference yesterday um, if uh, Bayer had been able to speak to Rob Seagal, who's his agent, uh, about the contract offer that is on the table. No, I've not spoken to that. Uh, not spoken to him yet. Um, so no doubt later on when I get home and I can try and unwind a little bit that. And I'll speak to him, or even tomorrow. Nothing's going to change whether I speak to him today or tomorrow. So um, hopefully they've they've put something together. And uh, so on Monday morning, that's that would be the perfect scenario for for me and the football club for the stability. But again, I don't know what's happened yet. So you haven't had a view on the initial offer that's gone in yet, or or is it a case that you've seen that and you've asked him to to go and discuss it a bit more? No, no I've not really took much notice of 
the offer because it, how do I put it like it's five years sounds great yeah but that's not like like a player then you're there for five years if you leave within two years and you get three years compensation if you like as a manager it's completely different so it could be a year's compensation so then it becomes a year's con- a year's rolling contract for five years do, do you see what I mean yeah. so it's completely different to a player so that's obviously it's okay saying oh yeah great five year contract might just be a one year rolling five year contract so I have to see what that how long that rolling contract is that's what I need to to sit down and, and, and talk about that's the most important thing for me so it could be six months because that's what it is at the moment so if it is then I've got a six month contract not a five year contract do, do you see what I mean yeah. so that's an important part for me so what do we make of that uh, my initial reaction was I think Bowie was just trying to explain what he's going to be looking at but I mean uh, obviously we put the story out I just I just put it out verbatim what he said really because I didn't, I didn't want to add any spin to it or anything like that because it's, that's not that's not what I'm aiming to do I'm interested to see what other people thought of what, of what Lee Bowie said and you look you know, I had a look through the forum uh, this morning uh, and some people are pulling their hair out, going, "Oh my God, they must have offered him a six-month contract." And other people are going, "No, no, he's just explaining." It. I mean, no, no one really knows what he's trying to say. But I mean, uh, some people were trying to put significance on the fact he came out and said it at all. But do you think it was just a case of he's explaining what he's interested in or, or what will be on the table when it comes to negotiations, Mark? I think it's just explaining, you know, to those of us who didn't know, because I, I thought, like he said, you know, you got a five-year contract. If they sack you after two years, that's three years easy money. But like I said, you know, it might not be that. So obviously, you know, five years sounds like a lot of stability. But you know, if there's strings attached with everything, um, I, I think it's it's always going to be a back and forward. You know, there's going to be a negotiation. Let's say once he's he sat down and had a proper talk with his agent, and they can say, right, we you know, I'd like prefer this. You know, and they they obviously want him. He wants to stay. You know, and I think there'll be mutual ground, and I think it'll just come out. Yeah, it's signed, done, dusted, and that's it. I think it's because it's such a private thing, which is public. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's he's like, well, I wouldn't want you know everyone knowing about my contract details, which I have at work. So you know, if you if you ask me, I'd probably be sketchy like that sounded. But I think it's it's down to him. You know, I, I think I don't think there's a danger of him going. I reckon Lee Bowie so, can only dream of the sort of contract Mark's on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we produce goat's cheese or something like that. I mean, you must be on a big contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if, if, if he wants to swap any day, I don't mind. <laughs> I um, think, um, I mean, the six-month thing, it, 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 there's no way on this planet yeah. that the, it's the just new that, That's what he does currently yeah, have with Exactly. Rodney, yeah. There's no way the, people, the, the new owners are going to come in and give him the exact same contract. There's just, just no way that's going to happen. You know, it could be anything, couldn't it? It could be performance-related. You know, it's five years. You've got to get promoted within two. Uh, otherwise, we can release you. It might be, you know, yes, it's a five-year deal. And if uh, if we sack you for, for no good reason, then uh, you get paid the full five years. If if you don't achieve promotion in two, 
we can say for no compensation. Do you know what I mean? There could be loads of things in there that uh, that that needs to be read through and stuff. So mm. um, I'd be stunned if because you know they've come public out, publicly out and said that they want to keep him. They want him to stay. They want him to be part of the long term future. Mm. So I'd be stunned if it's got too many strange things in it. Yeah. Are you surprised, Nath, with how it's sort of played out a little bit publicly? So, for example. Um, you know, after the initial statement from Matt about how he's going to wait till the end of February, Boya then coming to the paper and putting that out publicly that he wants it sorted because that immediately puts pressure on Matt. Matt then coming out and saying, oh, we've offered him a five-year deal. That, that's, that's immediately a PR in for Matt because we're all sitting there going, wow, five years. Um, and now, obviously, Bose has come out and explained exactly what's going to be talked about. Do you, do you, are you surprised by, the, by the, I'm not sure if, if you hear that too often from a manager, but then I don't really pay attention to managers of other clubs, and obviously this is a manager we're, we're a lot more interested in. So, is, 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 would you think that's normal, or do you think that's just a little bit of playing off each other, playing, playing out your negotiations in public to see who can get the best deal out of it? Because really, I mean, don't forget these people are going to be working together as well. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it, when um, I can understand why Matt come out and said the five-year thing uh, like you said, it was a PR win. Mass- a massive PR massive, win. Ma- yeah, massive. <laughs> massive. Massive. But Jungle thinking about massive. it now, I just think it's creating and the, the time frame between when he said it and then we had a match. And then obviously Bowyers was going to you know, be asked a question. I just think it's provided um, a lot of speculation and stuff. So I don't know. I don't, I'm thinking about it now. I think it might have been better if Matt just said that we've offered him a contract this morning the details I won't go into. Do you know what I mean? Because then I don't think the speculation would start about the six months and the five years, and I don't think this would ever happen. But I mean, yeah, they're going to. Bowie's going to want something. He's one that's going to want some stability. So if he gets the boot, then he's going to be remunerated. If Bowie goes and leaves somewhere else, that the club get remunerated and the same sort of thing. So yeah, there's going to be negotiation there, and they will play. You know, they'll play each other off, not in a bad way, but you've got two different parties who want the, the same. Same thing. Then yeah, you're going to have to compromise, you know. The first bit is probably just a little bit, a little bit, a bit of a mistake, if you like. Uh, mm. You know, he's, he's probably said to, to Lee, look, in, in in the discussions he's had up until before they actually took over, look, we want you. We're going to sort your contract out. Don't worry. Uh, they've already said, you know, the training ground thing was uh, the delay was because if they if they'd have waited to the end, we wouldn't have been able to sign anybody in January. So we we're desperate to sign bodies first. Get that, uh, you know, get some bodies through the line to to help Lee Bowyer uh, for the season. Uh, so that's our priority. Mm. So he's thinking, well, Lee knows that we're going to sign him under a contract, so it's not that big a deal. Mm. And I think that's what how it came across. And Lee's going, hold, hold on. <laughs> you know, uh, if I'm going into discussions with players, they're going to want to know that I'm going to still be here. Mm. So my contract's got to be sorted out first. So that might just be a little bit of, oh, yeah. oops, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Well, Space uh, Cat has just tweeted in saying, I wish Bo would just speak to his agent about the contract and not discuss uh, in public until it's signed. It just gets people speculating uh, unnecessarily. I mean, obviously, I went and asked that question. So, I mean, that is... It's, it's, it, someone would have asked it and I, I, I was the one who was, who was there to ask the question so he's going to speak about it a bit obviously what he decides to say is then something that, that you know how far he wants to go is up to him and my, my initial reaction was it probably was just an explanation of how it's going to work the sort of thing he's going to be after don't just look at the, the five year headline but don't don't forget as I said on Thursday Bayer's got a lot of power in this situation and, and if you're going into a negotiation you use 
whatever tools you can to make sure you get the, the, the best deal for you uh, or whoever you're representing. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets that started coming in uh, after yesterday's performance. And Paul Harrison said it was an amazing performance against a good, strong, physical West Brom team. Uh, stood up and gave as good as we got. Uh, kids would have learned so much more uh, from that start, that sort of game. The future is bright. F James says, what a brilliant bunch of commandos we have. Charlton are the SAS of this incredible league, fighting tooth and nail as a complete unit. Never will it be seen that a team decimated with injuries will fight for every ball uh, or every uh, lost cause. Uh, this uh, That is why, in my opinion, we will strengthen in the coming weeks, not only with the new influx of fresh players, uh, but the injured multitudes returning. I still believe anything is possible in this league, and we will climb the table to safety. Uh, once we reach the safety point, uh, watch us give it a right go and reach those playoff places. I'm not deluded. I just feel that we will do it. I didn't see anything to fear in West Brom, nor any other team. I'm keeping the faith and belief that we will do so until the final game. Views, Mark? Is late, late playoff push coming? Yes, and we'll play West Brom at Wembley. Yeah? And we'll beat them. Yeah, semi um, Jai beating up by Josh Davison. Yeah. Surely well, we can only play Sunderland at Wembley, I think, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no danger of them getting to Wembley yeah. this season. Well, to be honest, everything about West Brom going up. West Brom don't impress me as a... As a, as a team, as a unit, they're doing. Well, they'd be devastated to hear that, Mark. I know. Um, I know. Well, the way they were waving at me on the coach <laughs> as they were going past yesterday, asking what kind of coffee I like, I think. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know. But there's, to be honest, there's been very few teams I've seen us play this season who've gone. You know what? They look good. They look. Mm. They could do it. Everyone talks about Leeds and West Brom. I mean, Leeds are you know annual bottlers. West Brom, they're doing the dirty stuff and they probably will go up. As I don't think they'll go as champions. I don't think they'll go top two. Because I think, you know, Fulham is probably a better shout for that. Um, but then again, I think I rate us against any most of the teams in this division. Mm. I think with a full squad, with a full team, and like I say, with momentum coming back to us now, there's, there's no reason. I mean, look, look at, I hate to mention it, I mean, look at, you know, Nathan's team, Millwall. They've, <laughs> they've, they've, done, they've done, since um, the new manager's gone in, They've, they've done really well yeah. I and mean, they're now what top yeah. six or just outside the playoffs yeah. and that just shows what a, a run can do for you yeah. with confidence so well it's your last ever show Mark of course because you started talking about Millwall so uh, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> it yeah. uh, right Mike says uh, and he's actually going to leave in five minutes and that's not because of that he does generally normally leave at eight o'clock everyone's going to think you've actually yeah. booted him out he just dropped the Millwall bomb he's off Mike says he's that resort, you can go now it was, yeah, yeah no actually yeah no, you can definitely stay uh, fantastic uh, this is from Mike Josh Davison was immense he terrorised the West Brom back four with his aggressive style of play his hold up play was excellent I can't believe he was only playing for Enfield Town uh, uh, last season, yeah, exactly that. Spencer says Darren Prattley was outstanding yesterday, an absolute warrior at a time when lots of experienced players are uh, still out missing. Uh, DCF says uh, they got the game uh, live here on TV in Canada. Well, great atmosphere and heart from the team. Prattley was the man of the match for me. Excited for the start of the new era. Lewis was very proud of the lads. They gave everything and uh, were full credit for the draw against the top West Brom side, despite us fielding a lot of young lads and having key players injured. Morale at the club is very high now, uh, and with the injured lads returning, it only looks up uh, now from from here. It it doesn't feel like, Nave, that we're talking about a team that's only won once in 15, does it? You look at the positivity in the show this evening. Yeah, I think um, think because everyone knows things can only get better, right? Um, oh, it could get worse. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think we're coming up with some hard teams in the next few weeks. But I think with like Johnny coming in, um, coming in, getting fit again, and I mean, there's been times in previous seasons where we've been rubbish. 
but that's because we've been really rubbish, but not putting any effort in. But I think fans can see, like, fans don't mind losing football games if they give 100%. And I think everyone here realises that every week, I mean, I can't even remember one game where no, they haven't put a shift in. Yeah, that we've been poor up at Middlesbrough and, you know, and Derby, but everyone knows that they put a shift in and I think that bodes well and I think that's why the positive is still still there and obviously the takeover happening players coming back there's links of us getting players for a change that ain't going to be from the network of like we did previous years so yeah I think it is a good time to be positive and I think it can only get better I think it's also down to the fact that it, and you mentioned the two um this season and this Middlesbrough and Derby where we, we really didn't play very well mm. and most of the other times we've played well and if we have lost we've lost uh, not unluckily I don't suppose you can call it that but you know it could have gone either way but even when we were you know at our worst which was Middlesbrough and Derby we only still only lost body or goal mm. they didn't mm. actually spank us and we haven't actually been humiliated at all yeah. even when we've been playing like nine kids in the squad in, in, in the you know the first fifteen, so I think that's what gives everybody optimism. When we when we had our full team out there, our full squad out there, everybody fit, we were in the top four, mm. and that's you know that's what everybody's clinging to. The fact that when mm. we get everybody back, that's the same side that gave everybody a run for their money uh, and were beating teams mm. in the first part of the season. So theoretically, when they're back and we <laughs> when they're back and we can strengthen. Mm. Then the signs are positive, and that, and that's what you know. Add that to the fact with the new ownership and everything else. It is a you know, it's it, it's a buzz around yeah. the It's funny as well. Like I say, Nathan, with the potential for for incomings, and it won't be players from the network. I mean, th- th- this this last era at the club is def- has definitely affected me because I saw I was looking at, at Twitter yesterday, and there was like a. Well, you seen if Reza was available? No, no I think I think it was on BBC Sport. There was there was genuinely like a. Uh, a striker linked with, um, I think, like mid- middle in Premier League clubs or maybe top of the Championship clubs. who was coming from St. Trudent. and my initial no, I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to know about it. But it's like he must be quite good if he's going linked with those clubs. And Roland's not even there anymore. I was like, no, get rid of him. He's rubbish. Isn't Jordan Bataka there? Oh, maybe it was him. Imagine, imagine going for Man United. Yeah. <laughs> Do you imagine if the, if there actually is a very very good player at standard age, mm. and 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 then they go, Josh actually Sarah. we can bring him in. He's yeah. going to have to be absolutely exceptional to win over anybody over here. Isn't he? yeah, <laughs> anyone who's ever heard of Thomas Dryzen would not be there. Yeah, so yesterday we oh, went one nil down, yeah. and I tweeted we were one nil down. Thomas Dryzen liked the tweet, the cheeky little bugger. Yeah. I was like, get over it, mate. You mean you haven't blocked him? No, no, no me and him are mates, to be fair. <laughs> uh, Prattley's Pocket says, I think Bayer just injects some sort of footballing mutant ability juice into the non-league players. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever it takes. I mean, that does sound like drugging, actually. It I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex Rogan said, I was at the game yesterday, and I have to say the Valley felt like the old days. Matt Southall has already brought back a sense of identity and pride uh, in the club. Exciting times ahead in SC7 up the Addicts. And Dave says, amazing performance considering the players Bayer has at his disposal. Uh, Dempsey played well last week but against a premiership midfield he was lacking uh, not his fault he says uh, and then when Williams came on his intelligence influenced the game straight away uh, he directed the play to set off uh, Doug uh, Doughty to cross uh, for the equaliser and Davison was rewarded for his brilliant performances week in week out uh, when he got our first equaliser and he had uh, the we got our Charlton back right we're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live to get rid of Mark after he mentioned <laughs> Mill. Uh, when we come back we'll continue with your messages uh, and discuss all the going ons here at the Valley over the last uh, 24 hours Teleco is just running through the centre circle. He had Solly on the overlap, but goes Great. to the far side. Lyle Taylor on the edge of the area, up against Bath, the captain, right on the corner of the penalty area. Cuts inside onto his right foot and shoots. Oh, goal! Oh, goal! Taylor! 
unbelievable strike from the edge of the box. It was a great ball from Lecco, who came through the centre circle. He had Solly on the overlap on his right. Instead chose to go over to the left, and Lyle Taylor, who drifted into a bit of space. Bath came to close him down. He stepped inside on his right foot and smashed it past Jack Butland's left-hand post. Welcome back. This is Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Uh, we've let Mark Newbury go. He has young twins he goes to look after uh, after the show, which is why he has to leave early on a Sunday. Uh, and also he gets cramp in during the show. His fitness still needs some work. None of us wanted to know about nah, yeah, Exactly. Right. Um, let's have a, a continuation of your emails and your tweets and, and such uh, stuff right Robert Cooper says great coming back twice and we really held our own uh, but we did gift them both goals more positives than negatives though uh, overall and I look forward to Bayer's contract being announced uh, tomorrow shortly followed by Taylor and two marquee signings yeah we haven't even mentioned the Taylor contract situation and we talked about it a bit on Thursday no real update on that uh, yesterday um, uh, yeah but we'll uh We'll see what happens with that. It doesn't sound too positive, really, but you never know. Uh, Robbie says that my absolute rock in this great team at the moment is the old man. I thought we were talking about Terry, but it says uh, <laughs> unsung hero in Darren Prattley, 34, going on 24, an experienced head, uh, discreet and necessarily uh, battling his way. <laughs> Put that in a different way. Uh, breaking up their play uh, and holding the middle uh, together. He's been a rock over the last few uh, weeks uh, spaced out cat that goal was Lockyer's not an own goal uh, or you have to give Carnu's, uh, Robson Carnu's to Saar as well yeah I mean there is a slight difference which is why it's unfortunately going to stay that way but I agree I mean especially after I wasted my we've unlocked your their defence tweet <laughs> yesterday on a goal that's turned out to be an own goal I've been, I've been saving that for months uh, right Ben says uh, well as I missed the, great, the, the game yesterday I'd like you boys to tell me how well uh, Andre Green played uh, and even if Hemed is fit would you start Davison again against Preston North End. So Green first. Uh, I think I've, oh, that's a bit too close there. I mm. thought Green uh, played really well. Um, he offers a Saint Devon. He's quite direct. But another thing I like about Green is his height. Um, I think because I didn't really, I knew he was, you know, I knew, I knew he wasn't a midget, but I thought he'd be like. I didn't realise how big he is. He's such a unit. He's powerful, and um, I guess I think someone said something about uh, a more developed Leco, which I think is quite true. Uh, we haven't seen the best of him, obviously, he only played a couple of day- games, but I think once we get our full complement of squad-, squad back, you'll see the better of him. Um, because at the moment, there was times where he, was, he got the ball in a wider area, but he didn't really have much to work with, apart from Davis and approaching the box. He didn't really have much else around him. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to him settling in, and once we get our full squad back, I think we'll, we'll see how much of a good player. That second question from Ben's an interesting one there, Tell, because I don't know, I don't know exactly how fit Hemed is, like if he'd be fit enough to start next week. But you know, do you, can you drop Davison? I mean, he's such he's such a young man. You have yeah. to, you have to remember that. I think the only reason I wouldn't play Davison uh, is if I because he he put his put his body on the line yesterday. So unless uh, if his recovery is okay and he's fit enough, then I'd play him. Uh, and still give uh, Tom Hamid time to to actually train to to get uh, uh, his level of fitness up, and then um, bring him in gradually, so we don't so he doesn't break down again. Because uh, Josh Davis has already proved that he can he can cope and he can play, uh, and uh, I'd like to see him up against uh, Patrick Bauer to see <laughs> see what he does. Um, the the problem with uh, playing Josh Davison is that if he's the only fit one then he's up there on his own. So it's not impossible. You might have Hemed and Davison play. 
Yeah, that could uh, could could be an option that Lee Bailey goes for. Will Bolland sent in. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this on on social media. I've retweeted it now, so you can. These badly drawn Charlton Athletic prints. <laughs> uh, they're that. like Panini there's stickers, some, but really poorly drawn. It's absolutely bizarre ones. But I've retweeted it, so you can have a look at that. It's really funny. There's some real quality ones. Yeah. Uh, George says uh, worked hard yesterday, but what is it with the 46 minute goals? Not the first time, uh, but it was a great point. Uh, nonetheless, uh, right, David Letchford uh, said it was nice to see a rock solid. Uh, bench. It's been a long time since we've had uh, good options on the bench. It was also great to see Jake uh, Forster-Kasky back on the bench uh, and getting some game time with Williams as well. I thought we put up a good fight and the last 20 minutes were fantastic. If we can add a striker and a left back before next Saturday, I feel we could be getting back to winning ways. Rob says, a great performance yesterday. Questions for show tonight. Do you agree that Oshelaja had a great game at centre-back? He should play there every game. Uh, Doughty similarly uh, should be the first choice on the left side every game. I can see I can see the, the argument for Doughty. Now, Larger has strange, isn't it? We split had that. <laughs> opinion because he made he made me nervous a couple of times yesterday to the extent uh, and we had Paul Parker, former fullback himself, wasn't he? England international. And he he, he said on, on Radio London yesterday that Oshelaja was an accident waiting to happen. I just don't see that. I, I, I must watch different football to everybody else because uh, I'm with uh, that tweet. I thought um, I thought and actually Every time he's come in, I thought he's uh, he's played well and hasn't let us down. Uh, is he the finished article at centre half? Um, no. Probably not. No. Uh, he's erratic. It, I, I'd, I'd and say. I, I'm not sure he's entirely happy playing the centre of a back three either, because uh, I, he, he almost certainly he is a centre half by trade. But I'd be amazed if he's always if he's played a back three too often. So, but I actually thought he he played really well yesterday. So uh, it's amazing our opinions differ because we had that conversation before we went on air, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it was uh, just, it was just fascinating. Like, um, like I say, he there's, there's certainly a mistake in him, and I say he's a bit erratic. But Paul Parker, for, yeah, for, it, it would have been the first time Paul would have seen him play in a long time. Paul uh, Parker's if, not if really not one to talk though, is he? If you've ever seen him play, I, I, <laughs> I suppose he played for England, and that means what? <laughs> well, that's a World Cup semi-final. It's a nice guy. No, he, he was the same. Paul Parker was exactly the same. He's a good player, but had a mistake in him. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he that's felt, where he's coming from. <laughs> probably, yeah. Maybe he was projecting, <laughs> 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 right? Uh, I hope you don't listen to this. <laughs> uh, right, telling the truth. Paul Naldo says uh, we leave games uh, very, very open at times, which obviously can work in our favour. But in a transition phase, leaves us on the back foot should the ball come back our way. Gutsy and determined performance, nonetheless. Uh, Joss Davison deserves some serious credit. Ken said it was an outstanding effort. Uh, the good times are on their way back, and just think a trip to Villa Park and the Olympic Stadium uh, next season. Yeah, West Ham. Uh, and uh, and well, particularly Aston Villa today <laughs> in a bit of trouble. Uh, Steve Smith says an excellent point against a team with far more financial resources to build their team. Uh, they and Leeds win, uh, with their money should walk this division. Darren says, in my opinion, I thought everyone gave 100%. That's all you can ask and thought we deserved our point. Josh Davison deserves a special mention, uh, deserved his goal, and did really well against the two centre-halves that tried to bully him. Oh, and Naby Sar, what a tackle. Yeah, we haven't, oh, we haven't yeah. spoken about that, that moment of the tackle. Um, again, <laughs> Naby might have been in the wrong position in the first place when the ball got played through or as a defence we weren't marking up properly but when I, I can't remember which West Brom player it was that went through if it was uh, uh, it yeah, was uh, Townsend was it Townsend Left of course back, yeah. yeah Townsend but he, he was through one on one of the keeper last ditch challenge from Naby I mean we see a few of those over the course of the season that was a that was a brilliant moment yeah it was uh, yeah he, he, had, he probably positionally probably was out of position but he made up for it and his job is to, to defend and he defended very well I mean I don't know if you saw the... Did you see the Quest thing yesterday? And that plum 
sort of saying, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he said the and same thing. He might have been out of position. Yeah, well, and then he was like, oh, we should have used his right foot or something. Right it was foot. like, mate, what does it matter what foot he used, mate? One, just he's left footed. So, one. He was, uh, he was covering because he's the left sided uh, uh, centre half of the mm. three. So he shouldn't have actually been there at all. Mm. So um, rather than question Nabby's position, he should question who should have been the right side, which was, exactly. uh, which was Tom Lockyer. Um, uh, you know, do you, when somebody hits a screamer from 35 yards, you never see him go, well, he probably should have used his right foot. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's mad. What are you talking about? But it was, no, it was a great tackle and he recovered well. And he, like Terry said, he's obviously got someone out of jail, jail Deji or Tom. But, um, oh, yeah, no, great little challenge because that, 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 that was, had goal written all over it. Yeah, yeah Timsey says, all I'm going to say is Darren bloody Prattley. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you there. He was very good yesterday. Jake, uh, felt like old times yesterday, sat in front of Tom Wallin. And his immaculately white hoodie watching him bite his nails was just as entertaining. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if Tom's listening. Tell, be me, funny, tell me you scuffed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just spill coffee over him. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't fault anyone yesterday. Darren Prattley continues to defy the age barrier. Can't wait uh, for Preston. Yeah, Timsy's asking when we're going to get Matt Southall on the podcast. Yeah, we're definitely going to try and do that. Uh, try and get involved with uh, with his people at some point. Tim Jackson, I left the Valley with immense pride yesterday. A great game of football, a superb atmosphere, a big crowd, the new CEO in the house. Every player gave their all, and with the quality in the second half, shout out to Davison and Saar. They were both superb. Amy uh, says it is... Uh, that's what happens when they don't put us on TV. It was a great game. Yeah, every, every game's been televised over the Christmas period, and then the one you have a really well, good it game. It was actually it was internationally. It was, was it? just yeah, it was on it was designated an international broadcast. That's probably so. His Excellency could watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never know. Uh, Charlton Exile uh, probably could have watched it as well. Then um, I uh, I I left the ground. That I left the ground disappointed with not winning shows how well we competed. The youngsters showed maturity beyond their years, and they refused to be dominated by the bully boy baggies. Uh, Prattley was immense. Uh, all in all, a good day lots of reasons uh, to be positive Timsy says yeah I can't believe the ref just ran past that headlock on the floor one of the weirdest calls I've ever seen a ref made yeah it was a strange one wasn't it um, it's got, got previous yeah imagine, John imagine if you had when Bose and Blimmin Dyer was I can imagine, imagine yeah. the ref just right. pay on carry on lads yeah. <laughs> I'll be back with you in a minute <laughs> 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 John's, uh, John's. Uh, what's the news on Charlton making a bid for Harley Dean from Birmingham City? I can't say. Well, I haven't seen. That's the first I've seen of it. It doesn't mean it's ne- not true, of course. But that's a, a rumor started by John. Uh, Will <laughs> says solid performance all round, but pleased for Davison with the goal. Uh, although it was shocking behaviour from the sh- uh, away support trying to waste time uh, by holding the ball. Uh, Richard says, "Who are the three players that we've put offers in for?" Uh, I assume Nangele is one. I could still see it happening. Yeah. So we heard the Alma um, Nangele up at. Blackpool in the end we were told we were priced out yeah didn't they to, put the price up as soon as yeah, they knew we were in so for whether we're still in for them I don't know but yeah. Madison's yeah. supposedly another one isn't Marcus Madison from Peterborough well, is that, uh, is that, well they're adding two and two because the, yeah, the, the meeting yeah. with the Peterborough yeah, chairman so you know, who knows I think we'll be priced out of him as well this uh, Jan- January transfer window is absolute speculation season of course isn't it so who knows right Colin says the ref was terrible well done lads though. it was a great point and Doogie uh, the team played with passion the fans were brilliant we have our club back Let's sign Cullen on a permanent start of the good times. The rat has gone. Sebo says two games against West Brom in one week. One in the cup, one in the league. One loss and one draw. We have definitely drawn the more important game. Yeah, imagine if we'd drawn the FA Cup game. It'd be oh, awful. Dear, dear. There was a part of me when, um, when Josh hit the, hit the bar and then uh, Tommy Hemmed just... You know, that shot that just mm. went over. And of course, at the time, you're going, oh, I wish that had gone in. I wasn't. And then afterwards, you think... Well, she's crossed it. Didn't even at, even at the time, I was I trained myself to not want it to, 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 to go in. I was like, I don't want to go we to playing, West Brom. We were playing Tuesday. Yeah, we've been this Tuesday week. Yeah. There, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, now, talk about contracts. Sebo says, I remember Alan Pardew signing an eight-year deal at Newcastle. Surely that was a one-year rolling contract. It certainly was. It's funny. I've, um, 
my son Daniel, he asked the same question. Have we ever offered a manager a five-year contract before? Not that I know of. Yeah, something like Kerbs. Yeah, did he, we? I can't he, remember. Even Kerbs, I can't. I, I can't I remember, remember hearing it. a five-year before. But like I say, it's very much. Uh, it's all the clauses, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you very. Can, it's, you can get sacked whenever. You can't. Yeah. Really, you don't really sack oh, contracts a player. Generally, aren't. Yeah, the, the only thing about the contract is, is how what, much compensation you get, which exactly. you mentioned in the, yeah, exactly. uh, in the interview. It's just a bit. Of, it's just a number. Yeah. Um, uh, Sebo points out that Pardew had already gone to Palace within those eight years. So that's. I mean, that's how it can work. Uh, uh, Reese says, uh, well, Reese was after an explanation of the rolling contract. Hopefully, we, we've got for that uh, for you. Right, we also had a DM that came in from Phil. Hi, guys. It's a great point. I really wasn't expecting that, to be honest. Two or three new players and the injured back, and we'll be flying up that table. Quick word on the crowd. One and a half thousand down and what I expected, uh, but what an atmosphere, Phil. Yeah, I guess there's only ever going to be so much wriggle room for supporters to come back, and I think a lot of people have started coming back with the Bowyer situation. I think the crowd... Yeah, I think the home crowd apparently was, according to the facts and stats, was slightly lower than the Bristol City game on Boxing Day. I don't know if the overall crowd probably would have been more due to the away fans, but um, you know, it was a great day in terms of atmosphere and, and, and the supporters coming back. Yesterday, I was chatting to Gad, who used to do this show, his first game for four or five years. Yeah, you know, pe- quite a few like that. Pe- people have started coming back, haven't they? And, and uh, we just hope that with this momentum, the new ownership will, will make sure that they build on that. Yeah, it will. I think, um, obviously, where I sit, it's usually quite busy in the uh, lower so cover. I'm surprised it's not a massive lo- load of empty seats around you. Yeah, honest, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I put my favourite cologne on and everything. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I mean, yesterday, yeah, it was it was good. Um, yeah, the numbers wasn't as big as I thought it was. But, you know, it is January. You know, people still had Christmas and people put back to work or whatever. But I think, yeah, it's... Uh, what was the crowd yesterday? Do you remember? Uh, 19,000 yeah. or something. Just under 20,000. Yeah, 3,000 so of them would have been uh, West Brom. Yeah. yeah. So, I... I just think it's like Bo said in the conference. It will take time, you know. So people will come back, um, but Bar- I'd be looking at Barnsley. That'd be the game with the free tickets and that. I don't know if His Excellency will be there that game because that's the next home game, isn't it? Uh, well, apart from Fulham, I don't know if he'll come on a Wednesday night, but I think. Um, yeah, you saying His Excellency is a bit of a fair weather fan. Yeah, I just think a Saturday game will probably be better. It might oh. get a, mo- for a few more fans, especially with yeah. the free tickets. And that. It yeah. makes sense for him to be. Do you think that's why he's waiting so he can get a free ticket? Coming on Matt Southall's Matt Southall's season ticket. The A block on the West Stand, sitting there on his own. And getting a training here on a Wednesday, yeah, he, uh, won't do, he won't want to do no, that. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, yeah, it'll, it'll take time, but I'll, no doubt people will start coming back. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. So. Yeah, excellent. Right, let's have a quick break here. We've still got some emails uh, and some forum posts to come to you. Plenty more uh, discussion points to have on this evening's Charlton Live. Forward short, good challenge from Cullen. Wins it back for Chong. Can it come to Williams? Williams dives in, gets the ball. Williams on his feet on a run. Williams ball inside to Gallagher. It's good. Gallagher shooting shots. Gallagher! A whip chance. First short goal. The addicts take the lead. Oh, down to the work and the determination of Johnny Williams inside to Connor Gallagher, whose first touch was great and the finish was excellent. And John have an unlikely lead. Welcome back. This is Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Don't forget, we'll be back here on Thursday with a big match preview to look ahead to uh, next Saturday's trip up to Preston. 
Um, yeah, so make sure you join us for that and uh, make sure you've subscribed to our podcast as well. Get our show downloaded to your phone twice a week automatically. Uh, hear our views on the addicts twice a week. Couldn't, couldn't ask for more. If you want to know what's going on inside Nathan's head twice a week, this is the place to find out. Good right, Lord. up the valley, says uh, the results oh, no, yesterday. Will no doubt boost confidence and morale amongst fans and players alike. Uh, hopefully a couple of signings and time for players to get back to fitness this week and then we can go to Preston with more confidence uh, than of late. Cantor's addicts just put, I disagree. <laughs> with, I, don't, I don't know what that refers to at some point just everything everything just it's everything everything <laughs> I've said so far which is uh, probably fair uh, Redskin Matt Southall has spoken enthusiastically about the plans for Charlton's future however he has so far neglected the long standing problem of the onion bag these red and white nets are ghastly if Matt is serious about reconnecting with the Charlton fans he needs to revert to plain white nets would you kindly mention this next time you see him Charlton's aesthetics <laughs> need to be uh, have been Neglected for too long. I mean, that, I mean, that's been at the forefront of my mind for, for years and oh, absolutely, years. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't even realise they were red and white. To be yeah. honest, well, I remember they made a big deal about it when they changed <laughs> when them years ago. Yeah. Year, right. yeah, and then we went hexagonal as well, which was a big thing. Oh, good lord, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a surprisingly big talking point in the Golnets. Uh, <laughs> Briston Addicts. All I want is a ball in them. Yeah. Well, Briston Addicts says, <laughs> and, and whilst he's at it, can he makes yeah. the goal? Can he make the goals a bit bigger for us as well? <laughs> <laughs> Tim Ken uh, says, so many goals recently have come from a near post cross from our left hand side. Uh, we could do with a Royce Wiggins, Jay De Silva style left back or a Richard Rufus style centre half. I'm sure there are plenty available in this window. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what sort of player. I think a left back's probably on uh, on Lee Bayer's list uh, for, for a player that we need. Don't know what's going on with Page yet, actually. I, I thought a couple. I heard he was out running. He's back running. Point. Yeah. So he'll be out for another few weeks. So, yeah, um, <laughs> after the run. Yeah. Mendon yeah. Crenan uh, says, Good evening, gents. Uh, Louis just wondered if, you were taken, uh, if you've taken up the idea of being called His, Excellently, His Excellency Louis. Oh, I, I do, no. I, I do uh, make Nathan call me that in private. Uh, now there are some new kids on the block, so to speak. Uh, any idea when Matt Southall no will be... he's got stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> any idea when Matt Southall will be able to do the really big interview with Charlton Live? Perhaps he can even get him in the studio on the show. Uh, although I'm sure he's up to his neck in transfer and contract negotiations at the moment, so probably best to wait till February. Uh, we might be sorted with Bowie's contract in February. We don't <laughs> yeah, we don't know. But yeah, we, we're definitely going to try and get him on. Uh, as If there's any news, we'll let, we'll let you know. Uh, Barry's Saying any news on Bo's contract offer or decent transfer rumours. Great to see uh, the way the crowd stayed behind the team yesterday and hope we can keep uh, the people turning up now for the rest of the season. Yeah, so um, nothing too more, too much more to add on Bo's contract yet, but we heard it from the man himself that the sort of things he'll be after. And I mean, transfer rumours are going to come out as and when. Uh, this is confusing from Bert. Says I had Lockyer forty to one anytime goal scorer and a hundred to one last goal scorer yesterday. Ooh. They paid out the anytime goal scorer, but not for the last goal scorer. It doesn't make sense. Wow. When I've queried it, they said it was an own goal. So how have they paid me out the Lockyer anytime goal? I'd scorer? keep quiet just in case you want their yeah, money exactly, back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it should be, have you got anything for an own goal? Carl <laughs> uh, Burns says uh, new era is in full swing. The fans are coming back in floods. A uh, couple in a car stopped me as I was walking to the ground yesterday and asked if I knew of anywhere they could park. Their old parking space is now a block of flats. <laughs> How long, ago, how long have they been gone? Good lord! Yeah, nineteen oh seven. Yeah, then it once be on a Jimmy Seed. Yeah, <laughs> what Valiant House? <laughs> uh, Justin saying, talking about contracts, surely offering Johnny Williams uh, more than a one-year deal now is a must as well. Yeah, I mean that the players that you have this year that are going to go out of contracts, and you want them to uh, still be on, be here beyond next season or the, the end of this season that's something that's going to be brought up soon I imagine as well Another, a bit more work for I Matt Southall be, as well. would it be easier to arrange the likes of you know to try and get Josh Cullen and um, Johnny Williams signed up being they're already here 
Don't know. We have to see. We have to see how how that's going to play out. It'll be very interesting, uh, indeed. Right, Mike on the email says a fantastic performance uh, up front by Josh Davison. He consistently fought against the physical strength and harassment of two big centre uh, central defenders who knew exactly how much pushing, wrestling, and holding of the forward they could get away with. Uh, a performance matched at the opposite end of his career by Darren Prattley, uh, who battled just as hard and knows the game so well. He consistently managed to get into positions where the opposition could only give away a foul. It often goes unnoticed at the start of the season I thought he would be a middling squad player but with our injury issues he has played a key role in pretty much every game he's in the running for player of the season thus far for me yeah he's, he's up there isn't he if you think if you take everything into account his age the fact he's managed to stay so fit play so many games mm. and play well it's, it's not just about those those factors it is the fact that he's going out there and performing yeah I think even last season I mean when when he came in last season he was in my opinion okay wasn't nothing special. He just under kept himself to himself. Was kept himself busy. But then, as soon as the the playoff games, I thought he was our best player over the two playoff games and the final, and probably for a lot of this season. And I think it's amazing that he's thirty four. And and Bo said he he was brought in not to play every week. He's probably one and eight. I was thought he was going to be brought brought in for championship. Going to be one 0 away from home. You need to steady the ship a little bit. You bring Pratters on, but he, like you say, because the the injuries, he's had to play, and I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And I think he sh- he shows such an example to the kids as well. You know, off the pitch and on the pitch, I think it's works well. I think obviously George Lapsey was quite close with it, quite close to Mini. So um, yeah, no, I think I think he's been absolutely brilliant, and I'm glad that I just want him to you know get a do an overhead kick. You know, in a box, barring in or something, just so, just to see it. Because like, I think, no, he's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, strangely, really the championship seems to have suited him better than League oh, One. Yeah. Well, he likes getting in amongst it. Right, update on the goal nets. Uh, Sebo says, regarding the nets, when I first started coming, the nets uh, were completely red. So there we go. They've, they've almost gone full circle. Right, Richard uh, Jones has emailed in, uh, saying, hi guys, just want to say how nice it was to meet Greg and Terry after the game. Uh, being a long-distance fan who I can only get to the home games occasionally, I really appreciate all the updates and news that you guys provide via the podcast well thanks very much Richard uh, I came to the match with my 87 year old dad uh, so it must be nice to someone your own age you Terry. Just yeah, and um, and uh, who grew up watching Charlton uh, with his dad and still waxes lyrical about Sam Bartram in the cup final when my partner Rachel uh, diehard Newcastle fan who was happily adopted uh, Charlton as her second team and now enjoys your weekly podcast as much as I do oh, thanks very much Rachel uh, she even sheds tears of happiness every time she hears that amazing playoff commentary <laughs> and the legendary we did it tell yeah <laughs> I feel very positive about the future after a difficult few years uh, the atmosphere was amazing yesterday and the whole mood around the club has been lit lifted uh, by the takeover thanks for all you guys do your enthusiasm is infectious uh, and your efforts are much appreciated that's a very nice email Richard yeah, thanks thank good you. to meet you too thanks, Richard uh, thank you. thanks very much for that right McSquared said it's still early days but I found that the Southall Bowyer Gallon press conference very reassuring indeed it's clear that Matt is enthusiastic about achieving success with the club and is keen to have a hands-on role uh, the, the total opposite of the regime who didn't seem to give a monkeys about what happened now we all need uh, now all we need is for Lee to accept the deal that's on the table, bring in a few much-needed players and pull away from the drop zone. Uh, in the meantime, the squad turned up in yet another extremely impressive performance yesterday, showing all the fighting qualities we have now come to expect under Boya. Uh, and it's clear uh, that the missing fans have already started to return. In Star Wars terms, it's certainly a case of a new hope. That's from McSquared. Yeah, there's, there's, there is a lot of positivity around the place that you can hear uh, out, out in the public at the moment, which is great to see. Right, Nick uh, says, how 
good was Prattley yesterday. He knows how to do those uh, sneaky fouls that break up the opposition's play. Uh, he must have done six or seven before he got booked. Uh, big shout out to Josh Davidson. A great shift in the end of the line. Well, did, did he get booked yesterday, Pratters? Cause, no, I don't think he did. No, I, yeah, because I know I he, he came very close to one. Because I think he's only one away from the two-game ban. I think I need to have word you, or somebody needs to have word of him, because uh, every time he's done something wrong, or something, something a bit sneaky, he puts his hands up in the air. Mm. Uh, so he, immediately, he must look guilty, mustn't he? As soon as he puts his hands up in the air, starts walking away, and go, right, you've definitely done something wrong, I wouldn't <laughs> be doing that. Well, no, yeah, it was like, that incident yesterday, where yeah. there was that pushing and shoving, he was trying to prove he wasn't, yeah, it was he not me. It was like not he's being led away by a gunman or something. But uh, yeah, Tom Sperling says, evening all, uh, lovely to get back down there yesterday, I enjoyed almost every minute of it, uh, decided to sit over in the West Stand for the first time, as I'm a grown-up, sophisticated kind of geezer these days. Blimey, you must have been away a long time, Tom. Uh, great view, and I could have got, uh, and I could get a beer or five without queuing for 15 minutes. Uh, being a Charlton fan is up and down, as we all know, but after the game yesterday, I was absolutely buzzing. A couple of things struck me during it. Uh, firstly, what a fine Davison is, full of energy and a decent first touch. Got a bit of the Andy Hunt about him. Uh, also, despite not having the best start in a Charlton shirt, I think Hemed might turn it around. Lost a bit of weight and seems to be chasing everything. Tried a bit too hard, maybe. Uh, needs game time, but it's all looking up. I'll be getting my season ticket back this week. Maybe not in the West End, though. Not sure I'll be invited back after my outburst when the West Brom fans kept the ball. <laughs> mugs uh, apologies to anyone uh, within earshot at the time anyway up the addicts is could be bad I don't know if it was Tommy who sat behind us where we were commentating but at one point there was someone who shouted some very choice words right near my microphone uh, and, yeah, and that, that got well. broadcast yeah. to the entirety of London and, and whoever was listening <laughs> online as well so it's here cheers for that uh, Richard um, uh, says uh, uh, thanks for being there as always uh, here's the sense I made of what Lee Bayer said on your audio. It's a five-year agreement to have him as manager of Charlton. However, if the board decide for whatever reason to terminate that contract, then they only commit to pay him a year's worth of compensation. Uh, it's a great deal for the likes of us in the normal world, but for those guys in football, who knows what's acceptable or not? As lawyers love to say, you have to take a view on it. From the board's point of view, it's a five-year agreement, but Lee Bayer could also interpret it as only a 12-month one. It just uh, depends on how you look at it. Clear as mud, that's my take on it anyway. Keep up the good work. All the best. That's from Richard. Yeah, so that that's, that's going to be the sticking point now is if it is that... 12 month rolling deal is it going to be a three year rolling deal or two year I don't I don't know what standard amongst football managers contracts but it certainly sounds like that Bayard wouldn't want a one year one by judging by the way he was talking yesterday but like I say we'll find out more I guess uh, in the wash right Mark who left about half an hour has emailed into the show because they forgot to say uh, forgot to say about giving a shout out to the Auckland addicts two of whom were here yesterday uh, pleased to see we got our Charlton back that's from Mark so yeah I guess if you come all the way over from uh, Auckland I hope you enjoyed it uh, yesterday and finally uh, from Brian says hi all uh, Brian Cole this is interestingly I did not announce the Robson Carnu goal as the fourth official told us it was an own goal by 23 I was in the West End gents when I heard the crowd roar to get, I didn't know you could go to the toilet during the game. Brian, was if there's a sub? <laughs> I was in the West End gents when I heard the crowd roar to greet the equaliser and got back in time just to announce a goal by Tom Lockyer. No denial uh, by the fourth official at the time. Lies, damn lies, and Tom Lockyer's assistance is great goals. Uh, see you up at Preston North End to see a great big uh, German beauty. That's hugs from can Brian Cole. just Cole. imagine him uh, uh, in, <laughs> announcing the goal and you can hear a flushing toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, standing, standing in the toilet with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> funny enough, I was, uh, I was at Brighton a couple of weeks ago working. Goes off. Yeah, I was at Brighton uh, working uh, for a couple of weeks ago and it reminded me of the time that we were there with Charlton and it was you and Fe- yeah. Finchy commentating and I was sat there doing whatever I was doing, a couple of rows in front and at one point the, the game had got a bit exciting and I turned around to 
you know, make a face at you two or see what your reaction was. And, and Finch, you had disappeared yeah, midway yeah. through the second half. Now, remind me of why he had to do that. Well, he had a very, uh, well, um, he's not saying that it, uh, it was a, a dodgy curry. Uh, but he had um, he had some stomach problems uh, and had to rush to the uh, to the gents. So what we're saying is I Peter Finch. Them. Peter Finch once did a Gary Lineker on live Valley Pass yep. commentating. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I didn't I didn't turn around to look to see if he made it. I thought best not. Yeah, it's know, like, it's like a trail on the way on the way back down to the press room. It's toilet, an image so. I didn't want. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, there we go. That, now it turns out Brian Cole does that as well. Well, what a great what a great uh, note to end the show on. Uh, <laughs> lovely stuff, right? We have come uh, pretty much to the end of this evening's Charlton Live. Uh, thank you to all of you uh, who've got involved with this evening's show. I hope you have uh, enjoyed it. Thank you to Terry and to Nathan for being here. It's been an absolute Cheers, pleasure, Thanks, everyone. Much love, much love to yourself, Nathan. Like I say, I've been Louis Mendes. I hope you've enjoyed the show we'll be back here then on Thursday evening to preview next Saturday's trip up to uh, Preston North End hopefully we'll be talking about a new contract for Lee Barry as well but we'll find out uh, as the week progresses. thanks for listening and we shall see you back here on Thursday When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.